This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Pat Stu and Jeffy filling in for uh, Glenn today. Glenn returns tomorrow morning, recovering from the circus that was last night's debate. She's hard to say who won the debate last night, but I think we all know who lost. America. <laughs> the United States of America. We'll start right there, right now. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat Stu and Jeffy for Glenn. Uh, 888-727-BECK with your thoughts on last night's debate. I I had a hard time watching it. Um, uh, it's so hard to hear both sides. Usually you get some relief <laughs> from the Republican. You know, there's, there's no relief there. No. It's, he no. just doesn't know how to address any of the issues that Hillary brings up. He doesn't, he doesn't have that mentality to where he, can, uh, where he can articulate conservative points because he's not a conservative. And so, really, the whole debate is between two liberals and it just two progressives, and it just drives me out of my mind. I can't handle it. It's just really difficult. Although I did think he won last night. I think so too. He had a couple I, I of thought he won. Had a couple of really good one-liners. Yeah, uh, you know that will sting for Lincoln, quite some time. The Lincoln thing was funny. I thought. Yeah, honest Abe. <laughs> yeah, uh, this uh, this was this was funny too. I have great respect for women. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. <laughs> I mean, tell me that's not funny. <laughs> I don't think that was a that's a, that's hysterical. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you what did you say? I have great respect for women. Uh-huh. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. <laughs> that's rich. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh, man. Uh, so that was funny. So the Lincoln thing, if you missed it, was... Did we have that one? We might have it. I don't know. Um, but we had her response. Because he said, uh, you know, she, basically, like, she, she accused the, this whole WikiLeaks thing. They came right. out, leaked the tapes. Or leaked the uh, speeches. Uh, she made a point about how sometimes you make points in private that are different than the ones you make in public. Which is, by the way, it's funny, he was critical huh. of this. This is what he based his entire campaign on. That's what he based his camp- apology on. Right, like his, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, listen to just the tape. And again, you know, this stuff happens so fast. This Trump tape came out on Friday. We're already, like, re- re- oh, referencing yeah. it as if everyone in America knows, and they probably do. <laughs> but it's like, even on the tape itself, he came out, comes out and he's, like, making all these comments about women. Then he will, opens the door and goes, hey! everyone it's so good to see you i'm so i mean even in that moment but i mean his campaign has been based on 
I did things for 40 years to benefit myself right. privately. Mm-hmm. And now here I am in public. I'm going to do the exact opposite. So I don't know why he thinks that's a controversial point, but it's a smart thing to try to beat Clinton on if he wants to win the election. Um, and, you know, her point was, well, you know, look, I, uh, you know, it was just about Abraham Lincoln. You know, I was making I a point about... movie. Yeah, I saw the movie, and, and that's what happened in that movie. And that, you know, he would talk to people who were big-time abolitionists and uh, wanted to get rid of slavery completely. And he would tell them the points that he believed about slavery. And then he would go to people who were... Ah, more like uh, kind of in the middle and they didn't really care that much about slavery, but they wanted to keep their seats. And he would make points to them about how they should do this or they're going to lose their seats. And then he would go to the public and he would say, well, look, uh, we've got to make sure we hold truth to true to these things. And he'd say it different ways. And that's kind of the point she was making. And then Trump's response to that was, did she just blame her freaking scandals on, on, on Abe, Abe Lincoln? That's a good one. <laughs> it's a pretty funny uh, com- comeback. It's not really what she said, but it's still, it was a pretty funny moment. He had some good moments. I think if you look at the debate at, uh, in its entirety yeah. and you grade on sort of that heavy Trump curve that is necessary to apply here. Because he I, mean, I think if you go back in time, and put yourself in 2012 and Mitt Romney steps on stage and he performs that exact way with those exact words, he, the oh, election's over. You imagine. He loses yeah. by 15 points. This format is where Trump is his best, though, where Trump on your Trump curve is his best, right? He's got the hot mic. He can do what he, he gets the one-liners in. I guess, yeah. I mean, I think for him, I mean, it was much better than his first performance. Let's put it that way. It was oh, yeah. much better than his first performance. Uh, with the exception of that, I thought at the beginning he was pretty bad his his actual answer to the tape itself it's terrible um, but, was, but people are buying it i mean look at my facebook posts uh look at the comments under my post about about his little incident which by the way we should if you haven't heard like yeah, we should reference bring you up the speed a little bit it was he he was with billy bush right on a bus yes. uh, yeah her access hollywood an access hollywood yeah. shoot in 2005 and and so on the bus he was talking about what he does with beautiful women and he'll kiss them uh without their permission, I guess. He'll grab their genitals without their, without their permission. He can do that because he's a celebrity. And that was his basic point. And he talked about trying to, uh, to, to put it nicely, make love to a married woman, and she, she rejected him. And it, it apparently was uh, Nancy O'Dell from, right. from uh, is that Excess Hollywood too? Uh, I, I, or E Hollywood? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever she's on, um, uh, very attractive woman, and and he was trying to get with her. Uh, And so, you know, it just just accentuated everything we know about the guy. And maybe even took it even further. Um, So all I'm hearing on Facebook is when I posted that, you know, it's nice not to have to defend this. (laughs) There are those who have to defend this. We do not. uh, Because it's indefensible. And all I heard was, and a lot of them were women. Oh, uh, like you've never had an impure thought. Like you've never, you don't say those things when you're with other guys. I Actually, no. Uh, no. I, I don't know any of us in this room who talk that way. 
the camera guys who are in their 20s and early 30s don't talk, at least not around us. Yeah, they don't talk that way. And they're dirtbags. I mean, I, they, yeah. you know, they might. They're bad guys. And they're blowing dope and whatever else they do in their, in their wacky off times. I mean, I, I can't account for it. Hardcore drugs, criminal activity, yes. yes. I've never heard them talk like yes. that. Yes, when they're smoking those <laughs> marijuana <laughs> cigarettes behind the scenes. <laughs> We're talking about the cameraman now, right? Yeah. But okay, good. Jeffy doesn't talk like this. <laughs> Jeffy doesn't no, talk look, like that. A, look, I I saw uh, Scott Bayo try to defend this this yeah. weekend. Yeah. And, you know, look, there's a huge difference between, and I mean huge difference. Huge. Between talking about someone's looks and assaulting and raping someone. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, sexually assaulting them. Wait, so he is he, what was he, criticizing Trump? No, he was sticking up for him and saying, look, that's what guys, that's the way guys talk. Okay, he's saying that. So, because a lot of people tried to bring it to that Trump... Uh, was advocating sexual assault. Well, he was saying um, that's what he can do and does, apparently, yeah, yeah. because he's a celebrity. Right. And, and I, then last night, he seemed to try to distance himself from that. I would say that. That's really, not what he was really, saying. He's just, look, we've said it before. He hasn't developed past being a 12-year-old. Right. Now, when you're 12, in a bus, he's in a locker in a room. Bus, he's in a bus with these guys trying to be mm-hmm. a guy, and Billy Bush is egging it on. Yep. It's not Trump. I mean, I'm not... Defending Trump. I'm just saying that he's egging down. So the 12-year-old douche comes out, and that's what this is what you have. This is what you have, him trying to be a guy, which is talking about, hey, you, know, you just put your hand on him and kiss him and do whatever I want to. Yeah, and, and it's, there's a, uh, someone was doing a study of w- why certain controversies hold in elections and others don't. And um, it, it was an interesting point in that it, it typically – the things that hold aren't things that bring some new revelation into everyone's mind. For example, like, oh, I thought this person was perfect, and now they are an insi- did insider trading or something, right? The things that tend to stick are things that reinforce pre-existing suspicions. So if people already were kind of like, I don't know, Trump seems like he's rough with women, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. And, or at least I haven't seen any proof of it yet, so maybe I'll be willing to give him a break. And then these things come out. It tends to reinforce those uh, previously held beliefs, and that's what makes it stick. You know, for example, like he talked about in on the tape going out and kissing women without their consent and just going for it. Mm-hmm. And you might think, well, I mean, is that real? Is that him just being... You know, because I think there's a, there's a good argument. The best argument for Donald Trump not committing sexual assault is that he lies about everything. So he was probably lying on this tape, too. He just He's a pathological liar. So luckily, he happened to be lying about doing a crime here. So probably he's innocent, um, which is not a good defense, but it's probably the best one. Uh, but, you know, for example, there have been m- multiple women who have come out previously to this before these tapes came out and said they were uncomfortable because he f- came in and just started kissing them before they had a chance to say no. Um, And so there are already women on record saying that he did the exact things he bragged about in this tape. Now, I don't know that he was saying, um, I think there's two ways to look at this, and and I've received a lot of this feedback as well. Obviously, the media is saying, he was basically saying he's going to walk up to women and stick their hands up their skirts, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The other way to look at it... That's the way you made it sound. Yeah, exactly. The other way that people look at it, and and I've seen this online and in many of the same sort of defenses you're talking about, is he's just saying uh, women, uh, because he's a star, will they're into whatever with him. 
He doesn't even have to play the game of sweet talking. Mm-hmm. He just gets to just go for it because they'll do it because they want to be with a star. Not that they're saying, no, 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 and he's doing it anyway because he's a star, but because they'll just go, they'll roll with whatever because he's quote unquote a star. Um, that's, I, I assume where he was going when he said last night that he did not right. uh, actually do these, these things. Uh, and it was not sexual assault because he denied that from Anderson Cooper. Rudy Giuliani on the, on the shows on Sunday did not. I mean, he said, yes, that what he's talking about is sexual assault. Um, so, I, you know, he, I Even think Mike Pence couldn't really no, there's, make anything out of it. He didn't know what to do except say, yeah, it's I can't. It's indefensible. I mean, every almost every surrogate for Donald Trump on the Sunday shows bailed out and they was replaced with Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Christie was scheduled for one of them. He bailed out. It was Rudy Giuliani. Kellyanne Conway was scheduled for something. She bailed out. It was Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy all weekend. I mean, he was the one guy they sent out there to try to defend this. Uh, and, you know, I mean, obviously, if you, if you missed it, I think it's up to 16 Republican senators now that are saying they will not vote for him or are asking him to drop out completely. Um, and we can play some of that audio as we go. It was... Certainly nothing that I've ever seen before in a presidential campaign. And one of the key things, if you think, you know, he survived this last night, he may have. I mean, as I said a million times, you know, he might win this by 70 points still. Nothing would surprise me in this election. I I know. I have no. I know. Who knows? Um, But in the poll last night, though, the CNN poll, which seemed to be pretty accurate last time that he lost big. What did, what did they say? There's two, two uh, scientific snap polls. And I would say snap polls are typically a little bit less reliable than a normal poll because you're, you know, it's, it's a difficult poll to execute. Um, but the, CNN, uh, the YouGov poll um, had Trump losing by five points to Clinton. The CNN poll was a little bit bigger than that. It was, uh, I think it was 23. That's a lot bigger. Wow. Clinton won by 23. 23 in the CNN poll? It's 734, if I, if I remember correctly. Wow. Perfectly. Again, you can take these. That surprises me. Yeah. I mean, they have, uh, I wouldn't say that, you know, I put my, stake my life on those polls, but, I, but they have in the past shown to be um, co- uh, correlated with what happens after in the, in the, in the election polling, mm-hmm. with the state of the race changes. Um, so who knows? I mean, I think, I think he did uh, okay. You know, I think for Donald Trump, he did well. Yes. He did better than he did last year. For Donald, I think he did really well. Yeah. Um, I I think, though, the the standards for Trump are, you know, you know, did, you know, it's not it's not the standard of any other candidate. (laughs) You know, like some of the stuff he was saying, I I don't think would have been excused for anyone else ever. So I think the rules are different for Trump. Uh, You know, he's graded on a massive curve. Um, And, uh, you know, perhaps he stopped the bleeding. I thought that the stop the bleeding is the media analysis right now. Like, you could go through the transcripts today and find 500 people saying he stopped the bleeding, which essentially means if you were a person who was on the borderline of unendorsing him yesterday, why would you do it today? I think that's probably a fair standard to judge Trump's performance on. Because if he didn't do it yesterday, he didn't do anything to make it worse last night. So why bother with it today? Did he reach out and grab undecided voters or voters who were leaning Clinton and bring them back into the fold with that performance, though? I, doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't strike me that way. I don't know. Like you said, nothing would surprise me in this thing. Yeah. Um, this this will surprise you. He won the Drudge Report poll last night. What? Yeah, he won the online Drudge Report poll. By, what, five or six? <laughs> no, by like 900. Really? No, actually, this is the closest I've ever seen, in, even on Drudge Report. <clears throat> and just for fun, I, I clicked Clinton <clears throat> winning the debate. And it said, thank you, we've already counted your vote. 
Uh, I haven't voted yet. That was my first vote. <laughs> so I wonder if he's doing that to everybody so Trump doesn't lose the, the, the poll. Because it's 62 to 37. Which oh, my God. Closest wow. I have ever seen on a Drudge Report poll. I mean, and he must be just that's eliminating the Clinton votes. That's the algorithm. Well, if Clinton gets Amazing. more than 30%, thank you. You've yeah, thank voted. you. We've already counted your vote. Can you imagine if Saddam uh, Hussein no, got 60, only won 62 to 37? I mean, uh, that, that's not a good thing. It's Crazy. usually seriously been what ninety five yes. to five. Yes, every time. Yep, <laughs> eighty one to nine. Again, they mean nothing. That's just a, that just means right. the Clinton campaign has decided to try to fight it. I mean, that's all. More of the Glenn Beck program with Pat, Stu, and Jeffy coming up in a sec. <laughs> the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So is it just us, or did uh, Trump actually win the debate last night? Or maybe it's just me. You thought so, oh, too, though, right, Jeff? Yes, I did. I, I felt that he won this debate. He won it. Yeah. Yes. Stu, you, I mean, if you're grading on a Trump curve, which yes. you have to, d- did he win the debate? I think he did. I mean, I, I, I don't know. According I, I was, to CNN, he lost by 23 points. No way. But he, and, the, and the other poll from YouGov also said he lost, although not as badly, only by five. Um, I, I think, you know, look, you're looking at the, 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 the attitude going in was this tape, which we'll play here in a second, uh, may have destroyed his candidacy. Everyone's bailing out. What's he going to say about this tape? And while I don't think he was particularly good about the tape, I feel like after that moment, he got back into his typical Trump sort of vibe right. and handled it generally well. Had a couple, actually landed a couple punches, which he didn't. I didn't think really did in the first debate. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, especially outside of that first half hour, uh, it was the reverse performance of debate one. Debate one, which I thought he was, he was stronger in the first half hour and worse in the back half. Here, I thought he was worse in the front half. And then after that first half hour got passed, I thought he was all right. I thought this might have been his finest moment. Oh, it is. Uh, it's just awfully good that someone yes. with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. 
They got to remind the audience. No, no, no applause from the audience. Yeah, they, they had to. Uh, Anderson had to chastise them. <laughs> yes. After that, <laughs> intriguing dynamic, though, right? Yeah. I mean, you're talking yeah. about. Uh, I mean, because uh, the other part of it. Nobody was, else would say that. There's no other oh, candidate. No. I don't think. No ever way. that I can think of. No way. Certainly not from the Republican Party. Who would have said that to Hillary at that point? No. <laughs> well, I mean. Certainly, I don't think has, I mean, you're more of the historian, Pat, than I am, but it's like, has, has there ever been a, a, an instance in which candidate A said, if I'm elected, I will put you in jail? No, I don't I, think that's ever been a thing, at least no. in America, that I can remember. It's possible yeah. it's happened before. Uh, um, but, it, may, it may have happened with a few uh, dictator elections. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a, a different vibe, right? Yeah, uh, it certainly is. a different vibe. And I think that sort of moment is effective for him because... You know, he he's he's good. I mean, that's what he does, right? I mean, that's, yes, that's his yes. Shit. what I mean. That's and it was his, it was pretty powerful when he said, "I wasn't going to say this, but if I'm elected, I'm going to put a special prosecutor right on your case, and I'm going to have him find out what you've done." And I mean, that's that was a that was pretty that was pretty powerful. I, he had a few good moments there that, yeah, he did. I, that I, certainly his supporters are going to respond to, no doubt about that. Now, did he win independence? I mean, his job is not to just hold on to the people he has, because right. that's got to get more. five points. He needs to, get, to more. get more. And did he get those people is the question. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome, Pat, Stu, Jeffy, uh, Fort Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. He's back tomorrow talking about the debate last night. Uh, you know, we talked about Trump's performance, but Hillary, uh, wow, she was bad, too. I mean, she's, she's, terrible. she's two terrible candidates, and, and they proved it again last night. I mean, she's, you know, handed this gift that she probably had something to do with, which is this tape leaking. You know it's going to be the first question out of the shoot. Uh, and her prepared response to it is to quote Michelle Obama, my good friend. They go low, we go high. <laughs> like what? that's your freaking response. Like and everybody knows it's a total lie. Yeah. First of all, it's a total lie. Um, second of all, I understand the idea that you know because this was. Let's be honest about it. It was a prevent defense performance from Hillary Clinton last night. Yeah. Her belief is mm-hmm. she went into that. She went into the tape up five points, okay? Mm-hmm. She went from there to having the tape and it probably a large move towards Hillary Clinton after this tape. And I can give you some evidence of that. The new Rasmussen poll has just come out. Rasmussen is one of the most Trump-friendly pollsters. Um, when the average poll before this tape came out was uh, Clinton plus five, Rasmussen had it at Clinton plus one, Okay. Uh, the new poll came out today, post tape, and it's forty-five thirty-eight Clinton, a plus seven now. Wow. The Rasmussen Report poll. It's a pretty big move, uh, and rarely do you see that sort of moving uh, move in a week-to-week poll. So we don't know yet. It's only one poll. We might find out that other polls show no move. But in Hillary Clinton's mind, she went in plus five. The tape comes out. She's plus 
God only knows what now, seven, eight, nine, ten. All she has to do is sit, stand there and not let any event be noticeable in the debate, and she wins. Mm-hmm. That is how she appeared to think about that debate last night, which is, I mean, any sports fan will tell you, and we can actually make a sports reference today because Glenn's not here. <laughs> Playing prevent defense a lot of times cost you ball games. It sure does. A lot of times. A lot of times cost you ball games. And I think it did last night. I, I don't think it helped her. I mean, I think it probably, if, let's put it the other way. Let's look at it from the opposite side. If Clinton had come into that debate and delivered a knockout punch of some sort, you probably have another two dozen Republican senators and, and congressmen dropping off of his campaign and uh, no longer endorsing him. Polls are coming out and they're swinging even further towards Clinton. Uh, it will look like a complete disaster. In, instead, I think she just, yeah, I'll, just stand, I'll just step back. I'll show that, you know, I can talk about these things in detail and I'll be boring and I won't try to make anything. I won't try to make any memorable moments. I don't want people to remember this. I want people to think about the tape. So let's just get through this debate. And it allowed him to be able to come in and just by being strong um, and not necessarily specific about his plans, but being Donald Trump was enough to make people think, okay, maybe this isn't going to destroy his campaign. I mean, the best thing that Hillary could have had happen is this debate not happen at all. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I think what he needed to do was uh, stop the free fall, and he probably accomplished that, which is, why would you do it if you're Hillary Clinton? The only thing I can think of is she knows there's 14 more tapes coming out, and he's not going to be able to survive it. I mean, you know, one of the producers of The Apprentice tweeted over the weekend that, you know, I was a producer on season one and two of The Apprentice, and believe me, there's much more where this comes from. This is not the end of this. Um, The reports are that he was doing this all the time uh, in the breaks of the show with his mic on for how many years did he host that show? Ten? Yeah. Wow. Um, So there's... Who has an NBC has all that? Yeah. And think about this from an NBC perspective for a second. Mm -hmm. Access Hollywood was an NBC show, um, and they apparently didn't care enough about the things Donald Trump was saying on Access Hollywood and on The Apprentice, the show he was on, also on NBC for, to fire him from The Apprentice. They kept giving him millions of dollars a year to come in there and host, and then in the breaks, apparently say the same types of things over and over again, and NBC didn't do anything. Yeah, and, and they had this in their archives and then didn't release it. From what I heard, NBC had this tape for 11 years. And it it sat on it the whole time. Well, here's yeah. The the backstory of this is pretty interesting. In that uh, access, there was a a story that came out from the AP that almost nobody noticed. We didn't even mention it on the air, to be perfectly honest. About people who worked on The Apprentice saying, "Hey, this is the way he talked all the time. He went after this one specific cameraman and was constantly talking about her looks to her, and you know, saying how good her butt looked, and all these sorts of like." Kind of things you've heard Donald Trump say before, so they didn't seem overly crazy, but it was, it was a bunch of employees coming out and saying these things. Mm. Apparently, Access Hollywood heard that story and decided we should go back and look at the tapes and see what he said in those breaks. Was he doing that same thing? They found the tape last Monday, last a week ago today, and sat on it for four days. They actually wrote the story, apparently. Um, ready to put it on Access Hollywood on Monday, which would be today, because they didn't want to preempt the debate with it. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, someone inside Access Hollywood was like, I'm not, I'm not going to allow that to happen, and leaked it 
to uh, to the guy at the Washington Post who's been doing all the reporting on, on the charity problems Trump has been having leaked the tape. But the tape was going to come out this week anyway. They did have it, and they were ready, getting it ready to go. So mm. it happened on an NBC show. NBC employed him. NBC had the tapes. They were going to release it on another NBC show and then got scooped by the Washington Post before they released it. The pro- you know, what arguably is the biggest story of the election. All of it Nuts. happened under their watch. And now Washington, the Washington Post is the one that gets credit for that. Well, it doesn't mean anything because... I have great respect for women. You know? Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Oh, wow. Nobody has I mean, more clearly. respect for women than he does. Nobody. It's true. Nobody has more respect for women. <laughs> no one. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The fact, I was mean, there a fact check on that one? No. Uh, no, but Hillary's <laughs> got a fact checker on her website oh, you but, can but go that, to. Thank you, Jeffy. I mean, That's her other it. point. Stop with the fact checking on your own website. Uh, what I said is not true, but I'm not going to tell you why it's not true. And she's, how many times did she say that? Well, almost everything he just said was not true. You can go to my website. Really? Your website's not spun a certain way. <laughs> no. Is it? No. no. I mean, we're going to get... We're going to get oh, the facts. absolute unbiased, facts. unvarnished truth from your website. Just, right? like, just like the Drudge Report poll is factual. Yes. Her, 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 her yes. spin is going to You know to the be. Hillary spin is going to be right down the line. <laughs> okay, some of what Donald said was true. We fact-checked it. Yes, Hillary Clinton was a complete liar throughout the email scandal. We, we, that is mostly true. Yes, she did delete and bleach 33,000 emails, and some of them could have been classified. That part is true, but <laughs> right, FBI. No. <laughs> yeah, no, they were not. FBI is not really mad at her. Oh, okay, okay. So, so she was. I mean, I think she. If she loses this election, let's put ourselves in that position for a minute. Hillary Clinton loses to Donald Trump, and Donald Trump becomes president. She, there will be books written about the decision-making process she made in that debate to not try to do anything. Yeah, I mean, her, her her standing there with you know. Three safeties on the field playing quarters defense, uh, or you know, she w- that was not the the, the approach uh, that uh, that could have put it away. She didn't. I mean, she never tried to redirect back to the tape at any point. Really, oh. I mean, she just mm-hmm. kept listing. Look, what he said about Hispanics. What he said about uh, blacks. What he said about uh, people who are disabled. Listing general groups he's insulted in the past was as close as she came to that. I mean, this is a powerful moment. And, you know, while, I mean, look at the, you know, comparing it to the Ray Rice thing for a minute. Ray Rice, everyone knew he beat up his girlfriend, right? Yeah. He was already gone through the legal process. Um, He had gone through a process of where the NFL had already leveled a punishment against him. Yeah, they suspended him for three games or something. Right. And then the tape comes out. And all of a sudden, he's the guy the is, NFL. He's and gone. he's never even had a tryout yeah, since. It's. I'm not saying obviously what Trump did had anything was not anything like what uh, what Ray Rice did. Obviously, however, it's there's something about it becoming real when you see it. Uh, you see the tape. You hear the audio, yeah. and that impact was something that Hillary Clinton could have, I think, jumped on and helped push uh, the the crash into the wall a little bit further. And instead she decided to just sit back and say, I don't want to screw this up. Let's let him hang himself, which he didn't really do. So I think it was a missed opportunity for Clinton. He did a good job of addressing it for a second and then deflecting. That was his whole strategy. Just address a little bit and deflect, call it a, a locker room banter and then move on and then throw it back to her, put her back on the defensive. And that's what he did all night long with the, 
Bill Clinton stuff and the emails and 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 Benghazi, I think he mentioned at some point. And and oh, he, so he's just throwing everything out and hoping something sticks to the wall. Uh, and I've, and I think it did. I think so, too. My favorite. I think it uh, did. One of my favorite uh, tweets from last night from uh, Buck Sexton. Uh, Hillary emotionally connects with the audience with all the ease of a Siberian prison guard. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I mean, what we have said since the beginning rings true every day of this campaign. She's just terrible. She's a bad candidate. Any competent candidate. Would be, I mean, this. They look any competent candidate will be looking at the worst news of their day is that they're only up seven in the Rasmussen poll. Uh, for Hillary Clinton, it's good news because she it, has allowed this to stay close for a long time, solely based on the fact that she's just an awful candidate. Uh, you know, we've said that from the beginning. We've we played the whole uh, re- retrospective of her scandals last week, saying nothing to the to the point of how bad of a campaigner she is. And, you know, people keep saying, well, Trump needed to win uh, undecideds. Trump needed to win uh, people leaning towards Clinton last night. And he did accomplish that. And I think that's probably true. But remember, this race was a toss up a couple of weeks ago. And so he doesn't need to win people who have never considered him before. He needs to win people who are already voting for him previously. So he needs the first thing to do. We said this with the border how many times? If your um, <clears throat> bathtub is leaking, you don't. Uh, for the first thing you need to do uh, is uh, stop the leak. Stop the leak, um, and you yeah. know then you can deal with the water that's in the house. You need to stop the leak first, and uh, that's. I think he accomplished probably that last night. The problem is if there are twelve other tapes to be rolled out daily over the next couple of weeks. That leak may very well reopen. No. I just think that last night he didn't he didn't make it worse. He didn't come out and and uh, and say something that was so. I mean, there were moments in there that he said stuff that it was unbelievable. I mean, he was threatening his opponent to bring her, put her in prison. At one point, <laughs> even when they were talking about Russia, he said, "I don't know very much about the inner workings of Russia." You're going to be president of. You better know something about the inner workings of Russia. I mean, there are certain moments like that that under any other campaign. It's over. It's, it's over, but it's Donald Trump. So he has a completely different grading scale. And on that scale, he probably was OK. I don't know if that's saying much, I know, but, but probably. Then, I mean, her answer about uh, uh, nominating a Supreme Court justice, you know, I want justices that know how the world works. There was no mention of the Constitution. Yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah. Consta what? That's why it's so, so difficult and so bad. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, more of the Glenn Beck program coming up in a second. Uh, brought to you out this half hour by uh, Blinds.com. Um, my wife, uh, uh, she's fired up about the election. She's fired up about it. Uh, she, uh, yeah, she, I would say that uh, it, during the primaries, um, I might have been the second most anti-Trump uh, member of the household. <laughs> she's not a fan. Um, but I will say that she uh, was more fired up about our blinds uh, in the house. Ooh. Uh, honestly, I think uh, we could elect, I mean a Kardashian as president, and she'd be fine with it as long as the blinds were fixed. We had these issues. We had those uh, motorized blinds in our in our house, but they weren't good ones. I think you can get those at blinds.com, by the way, and some of them are awesome. Uh, ours are were terrible. And this was basically, it, it, it was, she was completely obsessed with fixing these blinds in this room, to the point of, I, I almost at one point just ripped them off the walls because <laughs> I just I didn't want to hear about it again. <laughs> 
So, you know, I, and I was like, ah, well, where can we go for blinds? Oh, yeah, Glenn talks about blinds.com all the time. And usually that would make me go anywhere else uh, because uh, when Glenn recommends something, I try to do the opposite. Uh, however, Glenn, uh, we talked about blinds.com. We're like, let's give blinds.com a call. They had the best blinds. They had prices that were better than anyone. The customer service was amazing. And to the point that when we said, well, maybe we'll go with this lesser or this, this higher um, priced brand, um, they said, you know what? This brand is actually cheaper and it's better quality. And he was completely right. Blinds.com did this. They did the, they did the work. They, we walked through the entire process. And if you screw up the process like Glenn did 915 times, they will fix the mistake for you. There's a 20% discount site-wide for listeners of this program now through October 31st. Use promo code BECK when you go to Blinds.com. Use promo code BECK and you get a 20% discount throughout October 31st. That's Blinds.com, promo code BECK. See Blinds.com for details. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu, Jeffy for uh, Glenn. He's uh, he's back tomorrow. So the debate happened last night, and it, to me, it seemed as though Trump won. Uh, you got to judge these things on a Trump scale. It's like a it's a Trump curve because all the rules of a normal election cycle are completely gone. They're just all out the window. I mean, I think about the moments that that have sank candidates. You know, I voted for it before I voted against it. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, just that doomed that, right? Like that was like, you know, uh, the the scream, you know, Dean's scream. And again, it wasn't just the scream that that sunk Dean. But I mean, think about the things that have happened. You know, binders full of women. This guy, I mean, think about that. Romney was was hurt and beat up for weeks because he said binders full of women, which was his way of stating he specifically attempted to hire women women in executive roles. Yeah. And I had so many I was choosing from that it filled binders. That was enough to, to, criti- to do criti- criticism of Romney for weeks. We've got, this time we've got the Republican on tape saying he's going to grab women by the genitals. Seriously, <laughs> every day it's something, too. It's and, something. and this just happens to be you know, one of the bigger ones. Under that, but, under that spotlight, wouldn't you think that the audience would have been massive yesterday yeah. um, for uh, this debate performance? Overnight ratings have come out. A 37.2 overnight rating, 53 share. For the second debate, that is 19% lower than the first debate and 7% lower, lower than the second debate of 2012. Wow. The ratings are down from 2012? That is amazing. I thought that uh, Trump was the king of ratings. I thought so, too. Wow. That's that's interesting. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK with your thoughts on the debate last night. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. It's Pat and Stu. Jeffy, filling in for Glenn today. He'll be back. Been back in tomorrow. 
Uh, we got so much more on the debate, including we got to get to your thoughts. That's all starting right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let us know what uh, your thoughts are as far as the debate is concerned at 888-727-BECK. Here's a little bit of what happened last night. Here we had an almost $800 billion trade deficit. In other words, trading with other countries, we had an eight. Hundred billion dollar deficit. I always like that because he, he'll he'll say something like that. We had a eight hundred billion dollar trade deficit. In other words, and then you're expecting him to explain really what the tra- trade deficit yeah. was. And instead, in other words, he then he uses the same words. In other words, we had a deficit of eight eight hundred billion dollars. It's genius. It's hard to believe. Inconceivable. Mm-hmm. You say who's making these deals? We're going to make great trade deals. We're going and then he always asks that question and never answers it. You say, who's making these deals? And I expect him to say, well, this current administration is making. No, he goes on to some other point. You say, who's making these deals? No, I, I, I didn't say that, actually. <laughs> but you didn't, so I thought you were going to answer it. No. We have a strong border. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring back law and order. Just today, mm-hmm. policeman was shot, two killed. And this is happening on a weekly basis. We have to bring back respect to law enforcement. At the same time, we have to take care of people on all sides. We need justice. But I want to do things that haven't been done, including fixing and making our inner cities better for the African-American citizens that are so great and for the Latinos, (laughs) Hispanics. He's going to make things better for the African-Americans who are so great. (laughs) And, of course, for the Hispanics, too. So he knows where his trouble areas are. And so he's trying to appeal to them by telling them he's going to do things that aren't done right now. And I'm going to make them better for the African-Americans who are so great. And he wants them to know that he's not a racist. He thinks they're all so great. And then the Hispanics too. And he's so what are you going to do? What exactly are you going to do in the inner cities? There's never any details on that. No, I mean, I, I think he is not even trying, honestly, to to reach out to African-Americans. No, he just said they're so great. They are great. That's an outreach. I think his outreach is to, uh, because there's a a segment of white voters who, and he does terribly with with certain segments of white Mm -hmm. voters, and the belief is that they they want to vote for him, they like his policies better, they think she's terrible, but they think he's a a racist. Yeah. And so he says these things to try to, Say, look, look, I, you know. I said they're so great. Yeah, I'm, they're great. I mean, how can a racist say they're great? I mean, David Duke wouldn't say they're great, right? I, I said they're great. I guess. I don't, I don't know. I doubt David Duke, and he's running for Senate in Louisiana right now. I doubt David Duke says African-Americans are great. So David Duke is not doing uh, things that haven't been done in the inner cities for the African-Americans who are so great? He's not doing that. He's not, because he wouldn't say they're so great. All right. How about the Hispanics? I don't think he'd say they're great either. Okay. All right. That's the difference. Uh, there was more. Uh, he was asked if, if he's committed sexual assault. The question from Patrice was about, are you both modeling positive and appropriate behaviors for today's youth? 
We received a lot of questions online, Mr. Trump, about the tape that was released on Friday. As you can imagine, you called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? <laughs> no, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it. But this is locker room talk. You know, when we have a world where you have ISIS chopping off heads, where you have, and frankly, drowning people in steel cages, where you have wars and, and horrible, horrible sights all over, where you have so many bad things happening. This is like medieval times. We haven't seen anything like this, the carnage all over the world. And they look and they see. Can you imagine the people that are frankly doing so well against us with ISIS? And they look at our country and they see question. what's going on. Yes, I'm very embarrassed by it. I hate it. Good, but it's locker room no, talk. No, did not. And this is not It's a good one answer. of those things. <laughs> I will knock the hell out of ISIS. We're going to defeat ISIS. ISIS he was happened. Told. Right. Like, let, 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 you let, you let, know yeah. he was told. Let's look. boil down what this answer is. He, was say, he said, say locker room talk, then talk about ISIS. Yep. And he, he yep. does that with, uh, you know, with very limited eloquence. Because she is... She is vulnerable on everything. She's terrible, <laughs> especially terrorism. People don't look at her as she's the answer to terrorism and, 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 and demean the controversy, which is, yeah. I mean, probably smart for him. I don't know that him coming out there and saying, I know I really shouldn't have sexually assaulted these women like some people in the media wanted him to do. He's not going to he's do not going to do that. I mean, it's smarter for him to say, look, yes, I'm an idiot. Uh, I mean, I think he could have been more fr- more. Should, could have shown more candor and said, like, look, I've been a scumbag my whole life. Most of my life, I've been proud of it. I've said lots of terrible things like this. You're going to see dozens of tapes of it like this yeah, that, that come out. And, and, you know, I but one of the reasons I'm running for president is because I've changed. And I think these things yeah, we never heard that. We never heard that. Never heard that. No, he didn't even admit he changed. And you know, he hasn't. Ch- he hasn't changed. He's exactly the same. He's done this the whole time. Right. And I think it would have been this effective. Uh, you know, it. it Everyone was like, well, he should come out and call Bill Clinton a rapist. And that's essentially what he did. He brought yeah, the victims he did. Uh, of, or the alleged victims of these sexual escapades. Juanita Broderick was there. Yep. Uh, uh, Paula Jones, I was guess, there. was there. Kathleen yeah. Willey. So he brought them along. And obviously, the, his, that was his play. It would have, I think it would have been more powerful, not that Trump is capable of pulling something like this off, but to say, look, you know, Bill Clinton has said worse things to me on the golf course. That's true. But look at who the man he's become. He's become a better man. He's changed. He's the type of, people are saying, you know, you, you, do you say bad things at some point in your life? Yes. But Brooklyn did lots of terrible things. But with a strong partner like Melania, like you, Hillary, we've been able to see changes of these people. I've been able to change and turn into a better man. And this is not about whether I said things in the locker room. That'd be talk. great, but he's, he's not. He's, not ca- no, he's incapable he's not of taking shots guy. at himself. Yeah, he can't uh, do it. Which is bad. I think. Not that guy. No, he's not. And so I think he. His idea was, look, there are things that are more important than, th- than what I said on a bus to Billy Bush at Access Hollywood. Here's things that are important. ISIS, uh, trade deficits, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's a mm-hmm. smart general strategy. You just but can't it, pull it off. He's well. not good at it. Yeah. I mean, it, luckily, she's terrible as well. So, I mean, he's still in the, in the hunt. But uh, he could have, I think, done a much better job with this part of it. The rest of the debate, he was much better. I think, you know, we're playing this one clip because it's the clip that everyone's focusing on. But I think the rest of the debate, he held his ground 
when you grade on the Trump curve. Yeah, and he put her on the defensive. Yes. The people that have been long-term workers at the FBI are furious. There has never been anything like this where emails and you get a subpoena, mm -hmm. you get a subpoena, and after getting the subpoena, you delete 33 thousand emails and then you acid wash them or bleach them as you would say a very expensive process so we're going to get a special prosecutor and we're going to look into it because you know what people have been their lives have been destroyed for doing one-fifth of what you've done and it's a disgrace and honestly you ought to be ashamed of Secretary yourself Clinton, i want to follow <laughs> up on that i'm going to let, let you talk about email because everything he just said is absolutely false but i'm not oh, surprised really? And, and she's not explaining I'm not what's surprised. false about it either. She surprised. never explained what well, was false. Well, she doesn't have to because you can go to her website and check. The, and check it out. I, and I'm sure that's, again, balanced. that's totally balanced and right down the line, completely unbiased. Uh, what about that is, a, is false, untrue? None, none of it was untrue. Um, she just doesn't want to hear about it. And she can't even deny that there are 33,000 emails that she deleted. All she does, her only defense, apparently, is that they were personal. I, I, yeah, and, and he made a pretty good. Thirty-three thousand emails are about yoga, and uh, what was the other thing? Uh, it was her yoga class and some other stupid. He said maybe those are worth five or six emails. <laughs> Thirty-three thousand. Right. No, That's I mean, look, you you should, you send a lot of you send more emails. If you're a person who emails a lot, you send more emails than you think. <laughs> I mean, I have tens of thousands of emails in my email accounts, and some of them are. Yeah, I do too. But I mean, but, you know, I mean, it could it could. 33,000 personal emails, it's, it's not implausible that she could have 33,000 personal emails. The issue is we all know because she was making the determinations of which ones to send, she got rid of all the ones that we wanted to see. Right. And everybody knows that's true. So her defense to say they're personal is obviously a BS defense. Right now in my email category of unread mail, I have 26,565. <laughs> that's unread? No wonder we never get anything done at this company. <laughs> Holy crap, you need to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I need to fix it by deleting them all, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, oh, don't I can't do read. Don't do it all at once. It'll I shut down the system. 26,000 emails. Um, on the Hillary defense, on the email thing, quickly. She, I think she's referred to this before, but it was an interesting approach that I don't remember her taking quite that often, which was not just that it, they were personal emails that were deleted. Her point was, this didn't result in anything bad. Right. There's no evidence that anyone actually, there were any problems. And while I wish I was more careful, there was no downside to this because nobody hacked into my email. There's no evidence of it. Yeah. That's not a terrible point for her to make, even though we have no idea if it's true. Again, we're talking about politics here. We both, we know all of them are lying. So which one is the better lie is essentially our discussion That's a, that's a long way from uh, I didn't delete any. Right. To say I didn't delete any, none of them were classified. To say, look, while there was a mistake made and I shouldn't have opened it up to any, any danger, nothing actually happened. It's like saying, like, mm -hmm. well, you know, uh, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have gone through that red light, but I didn't hit anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. there is a, there's an element there of, well, you know, it's not like we know for sure. And there are people who accuse her of this. There's not like we know for sure that these emails were hacked and that information was used to destroy uh, lives or whatever. There are people who have said that she obviously is saying that's not true. Um, but it's not a terrible way for her to say, like, look, I did something wrong, but there wasn't a negative consequence of it. And Trump has used that with some of his scandals as well. It's, you know, it's a thing of, of there's, there's, there's a difference even for, I mean, you make a ma massive, if you uh, are looking at your, you're on your phone texting, you could blow through a stoplight 
and you get pulled over, you get a ticket. If you blow through a stoplight and you kill a bunch of school children while you're texting, you go to prison. And while neither one, saying you're texting while driving is a really bad thing, um, there is a major difference in the way people perceive it. And if she can convince people that nothing really happened because of this, it was sloppiness without consequence, that might wind up working for her for that. But she's t- she cannot explain that. She cannot explain that controversy effectively. Let's go to and Dustin. Uh, probably because it's bad, by the way. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> Dustin in North Carolina. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. I had an article that I'd seen this morning that Ted Cruz made a point and makes sense is why, if they had all these tapes about Donald Trump, why wait to release them now versus, you know, during the primary when we could have had a lot better selection to pick from? I think we know the answer to that question. Yeah, to hurt, to hurt us now. To hurt the Republican Party now. To hurt right, the nominee now. They want, They were very Wanted happy it. to have Donald Trump be the nominee. Yeah. And they might not have even known specifics. I mean, all reporting is that they found out about this tape within the last week, this particular tape. But they knew there were thousands and thousands and thousands of these discussions. It's just a matter of which ones they uncovered. They knew they would be able to get to this. The, the guy who, who, uh, who wanted reporting on this is a guy at the Washington Post who's done a lot of the reporting on uh, Donald Trump's charity. He's called... 400 individual charities to ask them specifically if Donald Trump has ever donated money. And the answer to that is no in almost every case. Nothing since 2008. The point, though, being that... That didn't happen during the primary. This all could have happened during the primary. They could have called 400 charities during the primary. They had no interest in it. Thanks for the call, Dustin. Yeah, but they, they wanted him to be the nominee, and then they can release this just a few weeks before the actual general election... And get Hillary Clinton elected. It's it's not that it's not that difficult uh, a, a thing to reason out. And it, because this may have helped Ted a little bit, I don't know. It's it's hard to say if that's if this had been released in the primary, would the primary voters have cared? I don't know. They don't, don't care know. now. You may you might be right. Uh, well, they might. Well, they they don't care now because now you've got Hillary, right, and that's right. the excuse. Well, she's right. still better than Hillary. Are you still better than Hillary? What do you want, Hillary? Right, there's no. no other. Cho- but at that time, there were choices, right? Yes, I mean, there were choices. And by the way, this is not. Some, I mean, the Democratic Party, and this this doesn't go to Cruz's favor either. But the WikiLeaks thing happened over the weekend, where they released a bunch of emails. In the email, there were Democratic memos saying they wanted Trump, Cruz, or Carson to be the person who wound up coming out of this. Because they thought they could beat up on them. Now, look, I, too, I would have taken my chances with Cruz. Oh, yeah. Um, but they didn't want Rubio or, you know, name, you know, Jindal, Walker. They wanted those three because they thought those were the ones they were going to be able to, to go after. With Cruz, it was because they were going to say he was too conservative. Yeah, the typical way they attack He's an extremist. Right, he was too extreme. Like, look at him. You would have heard that over and over and over. They can't get away with that with Trump. Right, because he's nowhere near a conservative extreme. They just knew there was so much material. Remember, this is a guy who's talking to someone he's not even close to on a bus with a microphone on, bragging about put, about grabbing women's genitals without their permission. Locker that is not That is not, right. But the locker room talk is, let's just say that's the legitimate example. Yeah. When you're careful, you don't have locker room talk with somebody you don't know that well like that. Right. You know, I mean, like, you know. When we, you have good judgment. Right. And, well, this is 2005, so he's changed enormously. Really? Does he have really good judgment now? And I don't think the Democrats that believe that, me. and I don't think on. the media believes that. No, they, they know there's more tapes out there, and it's a matter of time until they find them. 888-727-BECK, uh, 888-727-BECK. More of the Glenn Beck Program with Pat Stewart and Jeffy coming up in seven. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. 
Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. He's back tomorrow morning. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K with your thoughts. Uh, let's uh, check in with Sharon in Mississippi. Good morning, Sharon. guys. Um, hi, hi. I want to go to the tape of Mr. Trump. You know, I think the media took sex and lies off the table by the way they've handled the Clinton scandals. And also, if Mr. Trump's mm-hmm. idea of hitting on a woman really hard is taking her furniture shopping. I want him to come hit on me. The last time my husband took me furniture shopping, he stayed in the car. <laughs> By the way, smart man. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's an interesting Thanks, approach because I can understand you. Oh, Sharon, are you still there? Because I'm curious. You say it was <laughs> taken off the table by the media. Was it yes. taken off the table for you? No, Not- it wasn't. And, um, you know, I don't like what Mr. Trump said, but um, it's pretty typical and I think he's come a long way in the last year uh, as a presidential candidate. But I would <laughs> like you? to – I do. Now, All guys, right. I want to hear him say three things he won't do. I yeah. want to hear him say, if an ambassador contacts me 600 times for security, I won't ignore him. If he calls me in the middle of the night and he needs help, I won't make the men that go help him have to go against orders to do it. And if his body comes back in a coffin, I won't stand there and lie about what happened to his family's faces. And number say, four, I won't conjure yeah. up lies to tell the American people about it either. Well, first I mean, first of all, you said three, and he gave us four. But luckily, you should be happy. He made all four of those points in the yeah. night last night. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 did, he did make those points. And I, obviously, his defense here is Clinton's worse. I mean, it's I'm bad, but Clinton's worse. Yeah. She's tragic. That's essentially, that's essentially his defense. I wish we weren't there. I hey, wish Sharon. we weren't. But we are. And it's interesting because it used to be that Republican voters cared about character. They used to say character matters. Certainly during the 90s with Bill Clinton, character matters. That was the point. And it was hammered over and over and over. Character doesn't mean squat anymore. And, and she made a, it was a funny joke that she just made. But I got that call when the Clinton thing was going on a million times. From Absolutely. Democrats. That call. Yes. Oh, I don't care. That's the worst he's doing. Right. Ah, he's a guy. All right. guys talk like this. Everybody does. That doesn't it's mean he big... can't be a good president. Was, that's why I asked her that because... At the time, every one of the people who are voting for Trump today would have been pissed off to the every end of the world over that one call. of them. Yes. And now, now, it's not the media taking off the table; it's Republican voters taking it off the table. Right, and they blame it on the media, but it's not the media. It's not the media's fault. It's us. We don't care about that. It's our fault that we don't care about any of these character issues anymore. It doesn't mean a thing. And these arguments are legitimate, logical arguments. She's worse, but it's the same arguments they were making back then.
<laughs> One of the top top stories on Drudge is that a fly landed on yeah. Hillary during the debate last night. Did you notice that? I did, yeah. 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 It was very brief. It was very brief. She just kind of swatted it away. But <clears throat> A lot of people... Uh, uh, is that supposed to mean that she's, I don't know, Satan? It's or something? to mean that flies, are, flies, are, flies attracted are attracted to... to- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, that happened with Barack Obama a few times. Yeah, it did. Yeah. In fact, he caught it with his hand or something, right? Didn't he? Remember, like grab one. The the odd thing about with, the thing with Obama was that he let it like crawl around on the on. That was on the space. weird thing. She he didn't create a nest, start a family. <laughs> right. I mean, it was a weird. It was a. Those were weird videos. This was just like it landed for a second. She kind of just shushed it away. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> it was a weird moment. It was a weird debate last night. Um, and it was. It, I, I, you kind of were expecting some huge fireworks. I would say, largely speaking, you didn't get that. Again, I, I think that's a positive for, for Trump. And, I mean, I think Clinton would say, I think the Democrats' strategists today are saying, look, ah, we could have probably knocked her out, but knocked him out, but I don't think we hurt ourselves here. And that's probably true. And I think Trump is saying, uh, well, I mean, I don't know what Trump is saying, but Republican strategists who are thinking about maybe uh, pulling their nomina- uh, their endorsements are probably saying, look, the tape is bad. Let's see if there's more tapes. He didn't convince us last night to leave. He probably, if you didn't unendorse yesterday or over the weekend, why would you do it after the debate? There's no additional reason to do it. <clears throat> why not wait at this point? Yeah, uh, it, exactly. And and all the Trump apologists are doing the same thing that you knew they were going to do. They don't care about this. This doesn't matter. She's still worse. All of that stuff. Everybody does it. Every man talks this way. And I... Is that is that true? Does every everybody? I I don't know anybody who talks that way. No, I don't have anybody in my life who says those things to me or I say them to them. That's what I was saying earlier. I don't have anybody. You such don't know a any big stars. You don't know any stars. Stars talk like that. <laughs> but, right, but there's a big difference, right, between uh, man. Well, he said it was she just looks really, boy talk, right? It's locker right. room talk. But locker room talk is. When know, was the last time you did like locker room talk like he did when he was 59 years old? Were you 12? Were you 14? And it was Come a, on. My locker room talk was a lot different than that. I, mean, I wasn't talking about actually going out and grabbing. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. Talking about go. Yes. Look, this is. talked about girls, but hopefully yeah. not like that. Again, this is a video. Uh, and it makes it, I get, you know, it hits people harder. But I mean, this isn't. If you're voting for Donald Trump, isn't this priced into your decision already? Yes, it should the be. Guy obviously has been saying these things for numerous decades. Yes, obviously he was saying them. I mean, he, you know, w- w- uh, you know, what was the quote about? I mean, he he calls been calling women, uh, you know, a piece of ass. He's been saying supposedly gave Stern permission to call, call his, his daughter, daughter that. Yeah, he kind of you know. I mean, you know. Of course. He's ba- so this is. Would you uh, come on? I'm, I mean, you I have am, a daughter now. Yeah, you I'm, both have. We all have daughters. Of course. Not. Would you ever say to anybody, including Howard Stern, "Yeah, that's fine. You yeah, call her a piece of course not." But, that, but that's my point here, though. Come on. Is that like if this if you can oh, vote for man. someone who would do these sorts of things, why would this tape change your mind? It would. This was and all on record. I think there's a level of emotional impact when you hear him actually say it. It's just yeah. like because there are dozens and dozens of times in biographies of him, in articles about him, in in, in pornographic magazines 
where he's quoted saying very similar things. Where he, uh, when he was on Howard Stern, um, there, you know, we talked about a long time ago that there was a, there was an article that came out of the twenty five terrible things uh, Donald Trump said about women on Howard Stern. Um, this was our, this was an article by I think it was BuzzFeed who did it. It was out in the primary season. Mm-hmm. People heard that stuff and and pri- that's priced in. Even if you don't like it, you've you've already ac- you've conquered that mountain of accepting that behavior. The question is, is there, you know... For most people, wasn't much of a mountain. No. I mean, it was a molehill. That's a Republican primary voter. The, yeah. The voter who is, doesn't follow politics that much, didn't hear any of these criticisms during the campaign because they don't vote in the primaries, nor do they follow it, are now turning on Saturday Night Live and seeing for the first time some election information. They're watching the debates, but they don't follow it that closely. Does that move enough of those people away? Hearing him speak like that, to someone he doesn't even know that well with a camera on, uh, you know, um, uh, with a microphone that he's wearing. I don't know. Does it matter to anybody anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that's really the question. And, and if that's if this Rasmussen poll, because there's another poll that came out uh, as we've been doing the show uh, from uh, Survey Monkey showing him down five. If these sorts of polls come in where it's five, seven, eight, nine, I think you'll see that, you know, there was a movement there. But we won't know that until probably at least mid this week. We won't see real, uh, enough of a polling record to see if there's a big, been a big move from just the tape. The poll on glenbeck.com, uh, should Trump drop out, 59% say no. That's on glenbeck.com. I right. Mean, I mean, no again, drop out. it's a web poll. Right. So I know, no, I know. It any different. There was a poll, though, that said, that went to, uh, tried to ask that question um, and said, should he drop out from this? And it was 80, I think it was around 90% of Republican voters said he shouldn't drop out. Yeah. It's too late. And that doesn't mean they're going to vote for him, but they, should he drop out? And they said no. Now, look, That'll the ballots are printed. Seeding the race. Uh, right. I, I think, you know, the escapade, it's not going to happen. I mean, this, this conversation is worthless. It, it, it's not going to happen. He's not going to drop out, I don't think. Well, he said there was zero, zero percent chance. Right, which is the only reason I believe he might do it. I know. That's, that's the, the only reason I think he might drop thing out. I thought. Because he, he said, said it, it definitely wouldn't happen, there's a possibility it will happen. Yeah, um, but I, I don't expect that from Trump. I think the only way that would happen is if the polls started showing up where it was or he's down by twenty to forty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fifty-eight, forty-one. Where he, I mean, he was looking at one of the worst electoral destructions of all time. He doesn't want that. He might not want that on his record. Uh, seven point, you know, seven point poll is not going to move him. It would have to be that it really moves way too many people. And I think honestly, we're too divided right now for that even to be possible. I don't think there's anything Donald Trump could do short of him committing a crime on film. And even then, I don't think that it would move enough people to see a 20-point no. everybody, everybody commits a crime like that these days, too. Don't worry about it. I mean, Tell all, me you haven't committed a crime like that. All, oh, men, yeah. I mean, all men do it. We've all shot All men do it. On Fifth Avenue. Yeah, what the heck. Um, <laughs> by the way, a couple of people may making good points on the ratings on Twitter, which was that the, the hurricane did wipe out power for a lot of people, so maybe that's part of the reason why... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's millions low. without power still. Yeah. And obviously, uh, you know, America's team, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, winning their series last night against the debate. It's very yeah, difficult they... for, for the ratings to mm-hmm. keep up with, with last time. Uh-huh. Packers, actually, were on last night against the debate, and that probably did hurt it. So were the Blue Jays. Okay. Green Bay Packers against the New York Giants. So that takes the New York market out of it. And then there's, you know, Green Bay has a national fan base. Oh, that yeah. might have hurt it. Oh, yeah. I, might have hurt it. And look, you know, obviously I'm a Blue Jays fan and I'm the only one in America. 
However, the Texas Rangers, there's a big media market. People did care about the Texas Rangers in the United States. Yeah. It's still a baseball playoff series. So there's some people that. Yeah, so there was a lot. There was a lot on. on last night. There was a lot on, yeah. I would say. I mean, it's and then, still, of course, people still recovering from the BYU victory. No, that's not. Over the reigning Big Ten champion Michigan State. In, uh, East Lansing, Michigan. In East yeah, Lansing. I mean, that's, a, that's a big market. 31-14 yeah. blowout. So people that was not were a factor like, in the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trump was talking about his taxes last night. Of course I do. Of course I do. He, and he so do taxes. all of her donors or most of her donors. I know no, no. many of her donors. He was saying, by the way, that, that was knows to... one of, he knows many of her. He is one of her donors. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What do you mean you know many of That's them? That's a good point. However, I will say that the question leading into this was not do you pay taxes. It was did you take these deductions to not pay taxes? Oh, right. Of course, of course I did. I do. So he of course was, I do. That was him admitting the big-time controversy from last week. Yeah. He never paid taxes. Not something that anyone is surprised by, but that was, I think, the first time he basically said yes. Sure, he takes it. And we said at the time, if the deduction is available, of course you're going to take it. There's just no question. So would she. If she had a $916 million write-down, she's not going to take it? Of course she is. Massive tax write-offs. So have a you lot of my, excuse me, Anderson, a lot of my write-off was depreciation and other things that Hillary as a senator allowed. And she'll always allow it because the people that give her all this money, they want it. That's why. See, I understand the tax code better than anybody that's ever run for president. Hillary Clinton, and it's extremely complex, Hillary Clinton has friends that want all of these provisions, including they want the carried interest provision, which is very important to Wall Street people. But they really want the carried interest provision, which I believe Hillary's leaving. It's very interesting why she's leaving carried interest. But I will tell you that, number one, I pay tremendous numbers of taxes. I absolutely used it. And so did Warren Buffett. And so did George Soros. And so did many of the other people that Hillary is uh, getting money from. Now, I won't mention their names because they're rich, but they're not famous. So we won't make them famous. Can you you say how many years you have avoided paying personal federal income taxes? No, but I I pay tax and I pay federal tax, too. But I have a write-off. A lot of it's depreciation, which is a wonderful charge. I love depreciation. You know, she's given it to us. Hey, if she had a problem, for 30 years she's been doing this, Anderson. I say it all the time. She talks about health care. Why didn't she do something about it? She talks about taxes. Why didn't she do something about it? He says the weirdest things. I love depreciation. <laughs> I love debt. I love depreciation. He yeah. loves all these things. I'm the king yeah. of debt. That was interesting. Uh, weird. His criticism on Hillary of why she didn't do anything is, it, it, I mean, I'm surprised she didn't come back to at him. Uh, Hillary care? First, Ever heard of it? I mean, like, she basically blew up her career trying to get health care passed. Now, I think she deserved to have her career blew up, blown up because of it because it was a terrible plan. But, I mean, to say that she never did anything. I mean, she obviously tried to do things. It's as if he doesn't understand how the system works. It, when she's a senator, she doesn't get to just pass laws. That's not the way the system works. Right. And she didn't explain that. No, she they were both pretty bad last night. They were both awful. I mean, to think of it. it's a weird, it's a, and I, I have no criticism bad. of Donald Trump for taking the deductions allowed. Uh, to none at all. Uh, my understanding. Take the deduction. My understanding of their tax, understanding of their tax plans, though, the, 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 the deduction he took in his tax plan, he is not getting rid of. He's not getting He's rid of. He's not. Yeah. And the carried interest per, uh, uh, thing that they were talking about there. She's not it, She is getting rid of. Oh, she is? So he said she wasn't, but she oh. is and has voted for it before. It was a weird thing to accuse her of because she, look, she's for raising taxes on everybody all the time. Right. 
So, yeah, she's absolutely fine with getting rid of all of these deductions. She doesn't care. So you're accusing her of being too pro-cutting taxes? I, I, don't, I, I don't even know understand the criticism. Well, first of all, it's impossible, Stu, that he was wrong because he knows the tax code better than anyone ever running for president. And it's complicated. And he, yet he knows it better than anyone who's ever run. And, so. and, and it, let's take that on its surface, because obviously I don't think that that's true at all. But let's just take what? it on its surface. What? I mean, the reporting on, from the people who did his taxes, who, by the way, are the ones that knew the tax system, which is why he went to them, and they did the taxes. Uh-huh. Um, and they are the ones that claimed these things. Uh, and I, that's, that's part of the reason I don't even blame Trump. I mean, Trump brought his taxes to somebody. They did them, and he signed them. That's what right. everybody does. Oh, yeah. When, when you're on that level of wealth, of course that's what you're doing. You don't know all the deductions you're taking. You're going to an, an expert, and they're doing it. Yes. Um, so, and, and, and the reporting from the people who did the taxes said that it was Ivana, the wife at the time, who was asking more questions about specifics than him. But beyond all that, even if it's true that he knows that the system better and he thinks these are bad provisions that he just took advantage of, why doesn't his new tax plan get rid of them? I mean, I don't... I, yeah. He, he has well, no, no, but he loves depreciation, so he's not going to get rid of that one. No, that's true. He loves depreciation. Oh, and I, I, by the way, I do too. Loves it. I mean, it, sure. tax deductions should he be loves there. It, so he's not getting rid of it. He should be able to take them. If you have the opportunity, like Donald Trump, to take it, assuming he did it correctly, which we don't know because we don't have the tax returns, but if we did, I have no problem at all with him taking it. No. If I could pay zero taxes for the rest of my life, screw it. I'd be on, I'd be on that bandwagon in a second. Oh, wow. You're, I guess, you're the, not a patriot. I am not a patriot you're in that way. I patriot. am not a Joe Biden patriot. Holy cow. I want to pay. I want the income tax to be zero. Oh, the only my. reason I pay it is because oh, I'm my. legally required to now do so. Now you're talking treason. Period. Oh, my. But I mean, that. so I have no problem with someone uh, going to their accountant and taking legal deductions. Uh, that is why they're there. And he would be an idiot to not take them. Um, why he doesn't release the tax returns if that's all that's in there, though, I don't understand. I mean, to get, get, the, get this talking point off of their table. This is all they're saying. 888-727-BECK. More of the Glenn Beck Program with Pat and Stu coming up. This week in Serials, you'll learn about the history of healthcare in America. Listen live or online at glennbeck.com slash serials. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. Pat, Stu, and Jeffy for Glenn. Uh, he's back tomorrow. Um, I think he's recovering from the uh, terrific debate last night and just kind of letting it all soak in and, and marinate in uh, the substantive, incredibly uh, meaty debate that we had last night, which really, for the first half an hour, 45 minutes, was just a back and forth on both of their scandals. It was mostly yeah. the what had just come out about Donald Trump, and then he would deflect to Hillary's, you know, d- defense or, or attacks on the Bill Clinton rape allegations and the emails, and we didn't really get to substance for probably forty-five minutes. Uh, I was going to say eighteen months. Um, so we had a little bit of different take on that one. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's I mean, a little bit longer than 45 minutes. We all have these high-minded ideas going into these elections, but it's like, here, it, 
it, it, we go in thinking we want to talk about policy in the Constitution, and we come out talking about a conversation on a bus with Billy Bush. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's powerful. Stu and Jeffy filling in for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck program. He'll be back tomorrow. We still have even more to get to with the debate. Will this uh, latest Trump tape have a bigger effect on the race than some of his other controversies? We'll start there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I will say this. Thank heaven for Senator Mike Lee, the guy with the giblets that come out and say, look, I can, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, if somebody had said this about my wife, uh, I value her and other women too much. And this is a bridge too far. I'm not going to do it. And so uh, I guess 15 other senators have kind of said similar things, right? That they're not voting for Trump. I think it's, I think it's 16 total. Some of them had previously already expressed they weren't going to. Like Ben Sass is maybe included right. in that group. And he had said it before. My, and Mike Lee, had, I don't think Mike Lee had actually said that. I don't think he'd said one way or the sure, other. Sure, right. Um, this is the first time. And he said that he, he thinks he should drop out. That's right. Called uh, out him to leave. To leave the race. Bye-bye. Yeah. Which would, I guess that leaves Pence? Uh, it's would it happen? It's a little unclear. There, is a, uh, there are several articles that were written about what would happen. First of all, we should acknowledge it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. I don't think. Um, but if, if it were to happen, I think the, the GOP would actually wind up selecting um, someone else. So there are a few ballots he might still be able to get on, this new person. Um, but, I mean, there's early voting. People have already voted for Donald Trump. Uh, the idea is, in theory, you know, someone had floated in a, a situation where, you know, you might have Hillary at 260, Donald gets a little over 200, and Pence gets 50 electoral votes, and they give it to Pence through the House. Uh, there's there's ways it could happen. Pence is the, I mean, Pence is the most logical one, right? Because he... Yeah, he didn't lose in the primary. Yep. He's the vice presidential nominee. Right, so the people already who supported Trump already supported him on the ticket, yeah. already have considered him as a potential president. Obviously, he's the vice president in, in this scenario. Yeah. Um, so it, it, he would probably be the easy, make most sense. I don't know. If, if you had a presidential candidate drop out 30 days before an election, no matter who that person was, would they actually have a chance? I don't think I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe. But it doesn't. I would say no in other like circumstances, it. but you're thinking about, you're, you're, yeah, maybe, this is yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, she's maybe. terrible. She's terrible. <laughs> so That's maybe. A great point. Um, but I, I don't know that this is going to ha- On Saturday, I thought it was going to have some impact on the race. And now, I mean, it, it, it's already had some impact, but will it have a lasting impact? I don't, I don't know. I doubt it. A lot of times he's... Everybody's the, just dismissing it. These scandals go away. It, it, again, polling-wise, this didn't... This, it wasn't like this is tied and then it's going to go for, towards Clinton a little bit. 
What we're looking at is a situation in which Clinton was already leading by an by about the margin that Obama beat Romney. Now, that was already happening in yeah. all of the polling, um, at least most of it. You know, when you're, you can't you can always find one poll that will tell you what you want to hear or what you don't want to hear. Um, but you know, I mean, there was a poll that came out before the debate yesterday that had Hillary Clinton up twelve in Pennsylvania. Again, Pennsylvania isn't a must-win state for Donald Trump, but it's almost. It's his easiest path to actually win. And he's down by 12, according to that poll. There's some polls that show it Mm. closer than that, though. Uh, The issue is, if he was losing, which it does seem like he was, and then this impact comes in and it moves the poll three or four more points, it turns from an Obama-Romney situation into an Obama-McCain situation, which was essentially, you know, an eight, nine-point blowout. So... If that happens, he, you know, he's in serious trouble. And a, a recovery from that level has never happened in modern politics since there's been polling. It's not to say that he can't do it. There's no one ever been a candidate like Trump before. Mm-hmm. There could be an, a major external event, uh, war, uh, economic collapse, some WikiLeaks thing that, that really proves something damning about Clinton to a much higher level than we've seen so far. Um, you know, another terrorist attack, God forbid. One of those things, though, could happen. And if that does happen, the race could be thrown up in the air. You can't, you can't sure. eliminate those sorts of uh, events. But without those events, no one's ever been able to, to recover from something like that. Were there, were, was there a single question that st- stuck out to you last night as agonizing? Man, Can that you is a one? tough question. I mean, I'm there sure. were so much. There, there's so many. Uh, and every time they select this audience of supposed yeah. undecideds, this is this is the kind of questioning you get, and it's it's agonizing. I don't know who these people are or where they come from, but it drives me out of my mind. And the thing that drove me the furthest out of my mind was the Muslim woman who stood up, and they do this every single yeah. time. How? And it was to both candidates. How will you help deal with the Islamophobia in this country, with the Muslims who are under attack all the time? It's always turned around on us. Where is this Islamophobia catastrophe? I don't see it. I don't know where it is. I, I haven't even seen that it. I've not seen it exist. Just like the locker room where talk. Where is it? The locker room talk that we're supposed to uh, we're supposed to behave in, yeah. And this Islamophobia, I, I don't. It's the same thing. I, I don't see it. Yeah. Where uh, maybe it's happening somewhere in random, but everything happens somewhere randomly in a in a nation of three hundred million people. You're going to have some idiots, some oddballs. I get more monophobia. I, I get a, a phobic f- people about my religion. <laughs> And I, you know, I'm not standing up in debates and whining. What will you do to protect Mormons if it ever? (laughs) And Mormons aren't blowing things up. There are no extremist Mormons who are killing people. So could we stop with this Islamophobia? What am I? What do you want me to do to deal with Islamophobia? What do you want? Should I should I end the First Amendment? What am I supposed to do? Right. I mean, one thing you could do. There's is, already laws against hurting people or harassing people. You just mentioned the Constitution, did you? I I, I think I might have. That's, I think I might. I mean, you can't do that. That's extremist. That's right. extreme. The first thing you can do, obviously, step one in this scenario is don't yourself be Islamophobic, which you're not. Yes. Um, and so maybe you could be responsible for your own actions. That's one thing. That's you all can you do. can do. Huh. Um, you know, and. I, 
I think obviously what is this the president is- of the United States going to do about Islamophobia. Well, I'm going to see to it that everybody uh, falls in love with a Muslim. That's what I'm going to do. Everybody, everyone, must fall in love that with happen. one Muslim. You have to at least make out once. At once. A bar. once, one time, you need just to make to out see with a Muslim. What it's like? I just, uh, all women, all Christian women, will have to wear a burqa for a week. What am I going to do about it? Right. I know. I mean, look, we, I, you know. <laughs> Again, we've covered this before. This is the most, never has there been a country that has been able to mesh so many diverse societies as well as we have. Um, And yes, there are, of course, people who do really terrible things. I mean, I think the issue here is you have a guy saying he wants to ban all of them from the country. Yeah. uh, And then. Although he's morphed on that. That was an interesting moment we haven't talked about yet. Morphed. Because. He, he he. They said, "Hey, you used to believe the uh, is, uh, we should ban all Muslims. Now you're saying we should uh, vet them from areas of terrorism. Those are com- two completely different policies. I mean, it's not even one degree less. It's about twelve degrees. And he hit all of those degrees on the way. His morph was a morph. I mean, every two weeks it got a little bit softer. He was elected um, as the nominee under the first policy." So he misled all of the primary voters who actually voted for them. None of them seem to care about this. But think about how different this is, because we get this all the time. Oh, it's a different election. There are different rules. I mean, that's blatantly true, obviously true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea that a lot of the people who are calling up defending Donald Trump on things like this hear him say, well, my position is morphed and say, well, that's, you know, he's, he's, he has a sensible policy now. When the policy first came out, they said that was sensible. Then it morphs into this one. They say, well, at least now he has a sensible policy. But the word morphed is the same word as evolved. Remember when everyone was critical of Barack Obama for evolving on gay marriage? Over a much longer period of time, by the way, this guy in three months can morph his policies from something he got elected in the primary for Mm -hmm. and then change the entire policy to something different uh, for the general election and no one cares. Well, when people used to, it used to be called flip-flopping. That's what people would say. Yeah, and it, and you, it used to lead to distrust of the candidate. Right. Not here. Not now, not now. They love it. At least among Republican primary voters. His Again, supporters love it now. The general, mean, all they'll say is they'll they'll just use his new words. Well, I guess you're if you're if you're not for Trump, you're not for extreme, extreme vetting. vetting. <laughs> what? <laughs> and and it, I am of the belief, Pat, as you know, that nothing good is going to come out of this election. Nothing good. Right. If one thing good can come out of this election, however, can we at least all agree that the town hall format is stupid? It is a terrible oh, format for a debate. I lost it's a waste of time. It is. There's no reason yes. for a person who's standing on television, intimidated by the 50 million people watching, to slowly read off a cue card their question mm-hmm. that never is is worded the right way to corner the candidate into actually answering it. I mean, from the first question of, well, I'm a teacher, and is, is, is this, is this, is this an, a TVMA debate? Is this appropriate? That was the question to get Donald Trump to answer the uh, the question about the tape. Which then, after both people prattled on for multiple minutes, right. had to go to Anderson Cooper for him to actually answer, ask the question. It is a complete right. waste of time. Waste. It is a terrible format. And let it die. Yes, please. please. Yes, please. Please let it go away. It, it, it is really bad. It's really bad. You can have them. You can have people. You can have audience members there. Don't have them asking the question. 
for some reason, we all want this idea that they're going to see what happens when they walk around. Will they have spatial issues? Will they walk into people's space? Will Donald Trump hover behind Hillary Clinton? Will Hillary Clinton walk across the stage? If you want that, have the people in the audience and have a, a, a moderator who's asking the questions in a way to actually get an answer, have it happen. And we haven't even talked about the moderators, which Anderson Cooper I like, and he was, he was fine. But the, the female moderator was all over Trump, interrupting Arthur Raditz, she really, she, she really was. She really was. She I mean, was all, I, and I'm not a Trump guy, obviously. Trump always plays the victim, but... Yes, it, it was, that was pretty rough. Three, three against one! Um, okay, that's fair. It's, it it's, it kind of was last night. At least one. At least, it, it at least, was. At it least was Hillary and the, and the female moderator. It was definitely two against one. Yeah, I, I don't know about Cooper. Anderson was okay. Um, but Martha Raditz was... She was. She was really... She was, intera- she, she was clearly... Okay. hostile to him. We all know that politicians will take, they'll do what Trump tried to do last night, which is half answer in a short sentence the question and then move on to something else that they want to talk about. Sure. We all know that's going to happen. He constantly, she constantly was jumping in on him when he did that. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, answer the question, answer the question, answer the question. That's not normally the way moderators deba- to, to, to act in that situation. And I can understand the Trump campaign being a little pissed off about that. I mean, I, I can too. It felt... I like she was going too far in that. Really did. I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're not Trump fans. She was bad. She was really bad to Trump. I thought so. Um, but did you watch it on CNN last night? I did. So did you see the buildup where they where they were so proud of the fact that the audience was asking the questions? Yeah. Uh, we went to other countries, and they couldn't believe. They were astounded that that actual citizens get to ask questions. Well, they can do that everywhere. They do that everywhere of the candidate. Do right. they need to do that in a nationally televised debate? No. Right. And look, the, it's nonsense. The bottom line is candidates love this because, you know, look, the average voter is not well versed in these things enough to ask the question in a way that puts them in an uncomfortable position. They ask it in a way that gives them all sorts of outs. So these are easy moments for the candidate. And it shows why after every time an audience member asks the question, they go back to the, deb- the debate moderators for follow-up questions in which they ask a much better question. It's just a, it's a, and I, when I say much better, I mean a posi- of both of them. Uh, positions, uh, questions that put them in uncomfortable positions. It's too easy to pivot out of the questions from the audience. It's too easy. If you want to have a question that comes in from a Facebook that's perfectly worded that they can read, I mean, I'm fine with that. But I mean, these people, and it's, not, it's no knock on them, they're put in an impossible position. They're, they're putting in front, in front of 70 million people to try to ask a nuanced question about some important election issue that they just, it's, they're not trained in this sort of thing. And it's hard. It's, it's not, they didn't do anything wrong last night. I, don't, I didn't think any of the questions were um, unfair from the audience. Some of them were a little agonizing. But most importantly, they were easy for the candidates to answer. Yeah. And that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. More of the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu coming up. I have decided I will stand for you and I will. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we have one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. What are we, uh, 28 days away from the, the election? Yay. 30 days, half September, 29, April, right? June. So we have four weeks, <laughs> yeah, four weeks from tomorrow. <laughs> 30, 29 days uh, until this thing is finally, for the love of heaven, over. I, I mean, somebody bad is going to be elected here. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Well, I mean, you'll be happy to hear that uh, Barack Obama has cast his vote. Has he? Uh, yes, he has early voted. Early voted in... That's something to... Is re- it that early in Illinois? Is that where he voted? I don't... I don't he must I, have. I just right. saw the picture. Um, but the, the issue here is we keep thinking of this as being four weeks away. It's now. People are voting now. Right. Right yeah, now, right. around America, not every well, state is what, this early. 30% or 35%? 35% of votes were cast early in 2012. <sighs> now, some states you can't vote uh, yet. Um, so that's not... close, not, though. But we're getting there. I mean, close, in, in the next... A- the next couple of weeks, it's going to be almost everywhere. Yeah, let's start early voting before the the uh, nomination process has happened. Before the two conventions, uh, let's start voting then. Just a quick question. I mean, just to save me a trip, why don't I vote for early for twenty twenty when I go now, to the pay- right now? When I go to the polls this time. Yes, okay, because um, that will save me uh, some. And it'll <laughs> help the, the gas. It'll help the environment. Yeah. I'll just guess <laughs> at who might be running. Just give me a list of people, and I'll just cast my vote now. If you're wrong, uh, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, this is an important thing. If Trump, like, let's say, for example, Trump uh, has a bad s- situation here with the tape and everything coming out, but everything clears up and he's able to put it back together in two weeks, which would be a great optimistic take on what he'd be able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be, uh, is it a best-case scenario? Eh, probably. Probably the best you could hope for if Trump is to pull this thing even in two weeks. Okay, um, If that's true, he still has these two weeks of votes being cast where he's behind. And this is why early voting is uh, is going to be a real thorn in, in the side. I mean, I don't know how exactly he's going to be able to pull this off. It's gonna he's going to start down uh, by a significant amount, which means he's going to have to instead of being even on election day, be winning by several points on, on election day to pull this thing off. So it's going to be difficult, but I mean, it can happen. I think it's just we don't know that we have evidence of it happening yet. Yeah. We were talking about some of the great questions that were asked by the audience. Here, here was a, another uh, brilliant question last night. Regardless of the current rhetoric, oh. would either of you oh, name one positive thing <laughs> that you respect in so one another? Pointless. Oh, here comes the moment. Oh, clap, clap, clap. So Trump, pointless. Would you like to go first? Well, I, I certainly will. Because uh, I think that's a, a very fair and important question. Oh, it's Look, critical. I respect his children. His children are incredibly able. I think he took this and insult, devoted. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about Donald. I don't think she meant. It I don't agree either. with nearly anything else he says or does, but I do respect that, and I his think that is something uh, that, as a mother and a grandmother, is very important to me. Yeah, she respects his children because they're Democrats. Yeah, they're friends of hers. Yeah, that's, that's why she respects his children. Well, I consider her statement about my children to be a very nice compliment. I don't know if it was meant to be a compliment, but it is a great. I'm very proud of my children. And uh, they've mm-hmm. done a wonderful job, and they've been wonderful, wonderful kids. So wonderful. Uh, I consider wonderful. that a compliment. Yeah, everything's wonderful. <laughs> and he goes on to explain. We'll get to what he said about her. <laughs> Coming up in a second here. 
on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Just doing a little locker room talk here uh, during the break. Oh. I was saying that uh, BYU is going to win out, and uh, Stu was saying that the Blue Jays are going to win the World Series. <laughs> That's our locker room talk. <laughs> the way we talk when we're alone and you guys aren't here listening. Uh, yeah, it's, All men do it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how this is going to affect the election. I thought this was an interesting observation, though. Um, talking about game-change political moments in a campaign. Um, the most potent scandals reinforce a core negative perception about the candidate, particularly one that, has, that had henceforth been difficult to articulate, but not a perception that's already received so much coverage that little further damage can be done. The implication is somewhat counterintuitive. Game change moments are not surprising. Rather, they confirm what we already suspected or even pretty much knew, but in ways that have new implications for the campaign. I mean, and that's an interesting way of looking at this. Mm-hmm. If it's just this tape, people might who were suspicious that he was had some issues with women might say, eh, it seems like he kind of does. Uh, if there's five or six more tapes that are worse, it might turn into that type of scandal where it is it really does affect him. I mean, we don't know from the polling yet. There's, it's too early. And supposedly there's more tapes, right? Supposedly there's a lot more. Well, do you have the t- he talked like this all the time. Uh, in during the breaks of of Celebrity Apprentice and the regular Apprentice, and so I mean, this is nothing new. Well, this is what the, what started this whole this tape coming out is that people from the Apprentice that worked there said this stuff was happening all the time, and that made had the Access Hollywood producers look at it and say, we should go look at our tapes of his interviews and see if there's anything like this. Right. Which they went back and found this. Uh, Bill Pruitt, who is a producer on seasons one and two of The Apprentice, tweeted this. As a producer on seasons one of two of The Apprentice, I assure you, when it comes to the Trump tapes, there are far worse just the beginning. Wow. Now, again, we don't know if these will come out, whether he's just a crazy Democrat who's just saying, you know, whatever he can to make Trump look bad. We don't know what the context of that is. But there is extensive evidence uh, to support uh, these types of things coming out. I mean, when he was on the air with Howard Stern, he said, you know, he agreed that it was okay to call his daughter a piece of ass. He, uh, uh, again, uh, that's weird. Uh, he also, though, uh, one of the complaints is he takes, he just barges into these moments. He leans in and takes kisses from women before they can kind of say no. That's icky. Um, there was a beauty contest. I think it was Miss Utah, maybe from the one of the late '90s. Miss Utahs, I think, uh, said this. This exact same thing happened where he leaned in and kissed me before I could like stop him. And that was before this tape came out. Got that Joe um, Biden disease going on. Right, yeah, again, but it's the same creepy stuff that Biden does. Too close, too grabby. Uh, he also bragged on Howard Stern about being able to, because it was his pageant, he'd just walk into the dressing rooms when everyone was changing. They'd all be naked, and he could walk around under the auspices of, look, I'm just making, inspecting, making sure everything's okay here. 
And he, I mean, <laughs> now just look. Like, just like the, you're behind. I want to make sure that that's okay. Yeah, it's, it, it is an entertainment product. He's on Howard Stern, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an entertainment product. He very easily could be exaggerating Absolutely. for comedic effect or whatever, and he could have that defense. One of the issues, I think, that with the Billy Bush tape in which it's more effective is he didn't know he was on television. You know, he was saying this just to, you know, impress his buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's why it might have more legs. But again, if, if there's more tapes that, that, that as they put it, um, uh, that reinforce a core negative perception about a candidate... Uh, it, it could be more, effective. It could be effective. So what are the pastors who all jumped on board? They're all on the Trump train. Everybody's fine with it. Oh, they, they don't care anything about it. Like Jerry Falwell, who who jumped on early and was a real surprise uh, to some of us. What What is he saying about this? Has well, he said anything? He has, as a matter of fact. And uh. he said, look, hey, uh, the comments are indefensible. Mm-hmm. But, but. Uh, he thinks the release of the tape was planned to give Republicans an excuse to slither out of supporting the GOP presidential nominee. Luckily, I did not need that excuse, but yes. Uh, I, it was uh, timed. Yeah. He thinks it was timed. Oh, I think well, he's totally right. Well, yeah, it was true. timed. So what? So, that so was so conspiracy uh, among the establishment Republicans. <laughs> I don't think that. I, I think it's her opposition research. Uh, and, and I think, honestly, of course the way it was it timed. Right, of course. What about the substance? What about the guy you're supporting? You've endorsed. Basically. What about that? Uh, yeah, that's fine, right? That's all fine. That's still fine. And it's funny because a lot of the establishment people you've seen fall away from Trump. I don't know that I've seen any of the religious people that had supported him fall away. I don't know that I've seen any. I, I, um, I don't get it. I, this this tweet get from it. Dan Darling, I have no idea who he is, though, stands on his own. Uh, again, the question is not what evangelicals are doing in this election but what this election is doing in Ugh, evangelicals. That's, a, that's for sure. If that is not the greatest freaking point of all time. I don't know what it is. And look, I, you know, it's okay. You want to sit here and, you know, and, <sighs> and say this behavior is not that important or there's other things that are more important. That's a, that's a fine argument. But the, the lengths that people will go to justify these decisions is, is revealing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's the same thing. We're, we're seeing the 1990s reversed on us. It's the 1990s all over again, just done by Republicans now. And I, I just thought Republicans wouldn't do it. I just, I always, I've always believed conservatives, uh, evangelicals, the religious Christians wouldn't fall for this. I mean, we've, but here we are. That, we've flipped that we on are. his head a long time. Oh my gosh, this that's, election, man. that is out Oof. the window. Uh, one, one of the things that was interesting last night was how bad both candidates agree Obamacare is. Was this surprising to you? Yeah, that was interesting. Hillary said about it? Well, because it, it, the big story from last week was Bill Clinton yeah. came out and said these terrible things about Obamacare. Right. So they asked her about that. And people, I think, thought that they would say, oh, Clinton, he just, you know, look, he has his own opinion. Hey, senile. She, she said that this is exactly my belief. Yes. She agrees it's a yes. disaster. Well, and last week, uh, Ezekiel Emanuel, remember him? He was the architect of this thing. Uh, Rahm Emanuel's brother. Right. We talked about him all the time in the run-up to in the election or the, or the vote on Obamacare, uh, the passage of it. And he was on, I, I think, one of the Fox programs talking about uh, and trying to defend the Obamacare situation. You can keep your doctor. Mm. It will be affordable. Yet so many people have just been dropped. Premiums are soaring mm. and deductibles are huge. So mm-hmm. we asked our viewers how this has hurt them. 
We got over a hundred responses in a couple of hours. First off, listen to this from Chris. Got kicked off my old plan. Premiums up 400%, co-payment up 150%, deductibles 2,500 mm -hmm. when before it was 250. Basically, we've been screwed and I'm not on Obamacare. This is what the law has done to me. Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, architect of Obamacare, is with us now. Would you, sir, please just respond directly to Chris and what he just said and what he just wrote to us? Go. Sure. Um, first of all, I'm very sorry for him uh, no, as I'm you know, creating a piece of legislation him. that's going to cover 310 million people. You have problems, uh, and we've discovered it doesn't cover 310 million people. Stop it. Problems, and Democrats oh, are proposing geez. solutions to some of those problems. But we so also should not problems. have amnesia. The situation yeah. before the Affordable it's Care so Act well, had 50 million so people uninsured. Remember the piles of dead people oh. all over the place before Obamacare? Man. Remember that? Yeah. yeah people man. turned away. Uh, gunshot wounds, uh, uh, horrifying uh, cuts I mean, it was on so, their bodies. It was so bad, the hospital that I drive by every day hasn't even had time to remove all the bodies. It's still some There's of them still there. Some I there. hate that. Is that would you let, no, would you let that, me... I, look, I'm running this. Is, is would you let me finish? Apology? Is it would you treat me like a guest Chris? instead of your punching opponent is it so a, I can be here and respond? To Chris? I can be here and respond. You asked me to respond, and I'm responding. We need to compare before and after, and I am really Sorry for Chris. Right. But no, we also need to remember 50 to million Obamacare. people were uninsured. Okay. Many people could not this get insurance because of pre-existing conditions. Okay. And this we have also reduced the health care inflation rate. <laughs> okay, so it's just a it's a classic. It's just so bad. And but they don't care. They don't care about any of the lies they told. They don't care that that they promised a reduction in cost of twenty five hundred dollars per month per family or per year per family. Instead, the opposite happened. It's been, it's now it's around $3,000 a month more per family per year. And they don't care. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That went out the window. If you like your plan, you can keep it went out the window. All of these things that we said were going to happen have happened. And in fact, in many states, it's on the verge of collapse. And, and they don't care. So, and this was agreed upon. Agreed upon last night at the debate. Although she's just going to fix it. Right. Oh, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you'll, you'll fix it. <laughs> Again, we, we remember the old Debbie Wasserman Schultz clip about how I think they're going to wind up running on Obamacare. They're going to say it's so wonderful. They're going to run because of it. Uh, this is what you get. You get her to say, I, let me pick the three or four things that are generally popular out of the plan and say I'll fix all the negatives. Right. I mean, well, that's a wonderful miracle uh, that you're talking about there. Um, and, uh, you know. Yeah. You could talk about whether those popular things are correct to do or whether they have other negative uh, effects or whatever. But, I mean, yes, here's the summary. I'm going to do uh, get rid of all of the bad things and keep all the good things. Well, they're go they always they use, always say that. They always use the pre-existing condition thing. How many people I, – I, I saw a statistic during this whole battle, and I, I can't remember the exact stat. But it was something like 6,000 people were really denied care – because they had a pre-existing condition and couldn't find any more insurance and were just uninsured. It's like 6,000 people out of 320 million. You don't throw the entire system out the window for 6,000 people. You try to find some sort of fix for them. Mm -hmm. And Trump said some good things about it last night. And I don't know why uh, 
Anderson Cooper didn't ask him about the 60 Minutes interview where he said he was going to have the government pay for it all. Uh, because that would have been pretty interesting to listen to his response on that. Now, you're talking single payer, too. You're hitting Hillary on single payer. But that's what you said during 60 Minutes the interview last last September. But he did say that he was going to he was going to try to erase the lines between states and create the competition. I will say one thing that Trump has made uh, entertaining is the idea that they've he, they've take he's taken so many different positions on issues. Yeah. Like Hillary doesn't even know how to attack him. At one point she's like, "Well, if he asks his Supreme Court justices are going to overturn Citizens United." Um and he's like, "Not true." He absolutely has supported overturning Citizens United as well as her. They're both on the same side of that issue and have been since the beginning. Not He's true. been saying super right. PAC should be overturned. Right. Money in politics. I'm yes. going to self-fund my campaign. He was doing that at the time because I remember in the campaign screaming about it. Here's a Republican saying that the First Amendment essentially doesn't apply to people with money. And, uh, uh, and it was a horrible argument he made at the time. And then Hillary is so confused. She comes in and says, well, I, you know what he's going he's gonna to do? He's going to take the Republican pos- position on Citizens United. No, he's not. <laughs> he's going to take your position on Citizens United. Congratulations. You're in complete agreement that the First Amendment should die. Whoa, we did it. I mean, great election. Great election. Here yeah. we are. Yay! And the same thing. Yay! That, you know, you're right. Donald Trump was on television saying he wanted the government to pay for everyone's health care. I know that won't be import, uh, uh, popular with Republicans. It's going to cost me some votes, but I don't care. Mm. That was his position. Mm. And he comes out and he's criticizing her plan, calling it single payer, which essentially would be what it would have to be from him. Yeah. Yeah. At least from the people who are not covered, it would have to go to that, which is what Medicare is. It's a single payer system. Um, so there's both so confused over positions that they've taken that they don't even remember which one they're supposed to be criticizing. Yay! Yay! One America. More of this fun coming up. Yay! <laughs> Yay! 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 Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. That's doing Jeffy for Glenn. He's uh, back tomorrow. Uh, apparently, Donald Trump's claim of 200 admirals and generals isn't quite as impressive as he'd like to think. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Trump often boasts about the 200 generals and admirals who are endorsing him. That's 40 percent of the number who endorsed Mitt Romney in 2012. 40 um, percent. Yeah. Wow. Uh, however, it did seem wow. like the, the debate performance moved him off of the lows that the models were showing for him to actually win the election um, oh, wow. uh, like, by a few points. Um, so we'll see if that actually continues to go, though the most optimistic model for him right now, um, I believe, is a 19% chance to win. A 19% chance? 23% chance. So you're saying there's a chance. I am saying there's a chance. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, as they point out, this is now uh, the New York Times model is the one I like to quote, just because it, they give you the, the the stat related to sports. Hillary Clinton has an eighty four percent chance of winning the presidency, which sounds overwhelming. 
However, um, Mrs. Clinton's chance of losing is about the same as an NFL kicker missing a 38-yard field goal. I mean, that happens. Happens all the time. Happens all the t- every week. See it every week. Every week to some team. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at uh, one of the games, uh, the Oakland-San Diego game, had about, a, I think it was a 36-yard yeah. field goal, which uh, was fumbled on the snap. They didn't even get to kick. That would have tied the game. Uh, near the end. First couple of weeks, they missed that? a lot of extra points, which is what, a 22-yarder now? or No, it's, it's like 35, 36 yards now, right? Oh, is it that far? Yeah, the 15, yeah. so 30 or 32? Yeah, about a 30, yeah, it'd be a 32-yard yeah. field goal. I mean, they miss them. They miss them all the time. They I do. Mean, it happens. So, I mean, this can happen. It's just, it's, he, he needs, it's funny because everyone keeps saying, well, the, the rules are breaking in this election. The times Donald Trump has made progress is when he's acted like a normal candidate. In the general election, when he's not made things into, you know, criticizing. He's listening to Roger Ailes. He's listening to Roger Ailes. He does well. He does well. When he's him, he does terribly. So he should learn from that and maybe realize that the rules should apply to him a little bit more. Be nice. Glenn returns tomorrow. See you then. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.